Welcome back to our Yasha Ministry Let's Wrap podcast. It is always a pleasure to know that you've taken out of your busy schedules to tune in to be with us today on Let's Wrap. Throughout this entire month, we have been talking about one of the most interesting, one of the most powerful, and I have to say one of the most influential men of the New Testament. That's right, the Apostle Paul. We have been covering all the things that the Apostle Paul found himself having to endure. All the troubles, all the pain, all the heartache, all the disappointment. Throughout everything that he endured, the Apostle Paul came to this conclusion, hopefully the same conclusion that by now you've reached. There's a purpose for your pain. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be concluding with this powerful three-part series entitled, There's a Purpose for Your Pain. Today, we'll be speaking on God's grace is sufficient for you. Let's wrap. Our key scripture throughout this entire series has been coming from 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Let's begin at the fifth verse. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The Apostle Paul, unlike many of us, came to this realization very quickly, that he was not a fool. If he would glory in anything, it would most certainly not be in himself. It would not be in his accolades. It would not be in his accomplishment. It would not be about the many churches he established, the many people that he healed, the ones that he saw delivered and set free, but it would most certainly be in his infirmities. Why was it so easy for the Apostle Paul to boast or glory in his infirmities? Because he understood that it was only by his suffering. It was only through the purpose of his pain that God's power would be perfected in him. And my friend, if you are listening to me today, I want you to know that just like the Apostle Paul, the only way to see God's power perfected in your life is through the purpose of your pain. So I encourage you today to embrace the pain. Allow the pain to drive you to your knees. On part two of this series, when we concluded, the Holy Spirit left me with questions for you. There were three choices he told me that we are faced with in the midst of dealing with our thorns or in the midst of dealing with our suffering. He let me know that many of you will make a choice to walk around limping with the thorn in your flesh as if you're not hurting, all while trying to figure out on your with your own might and your own power how to get it out before anyone else finds out what you're dealing with. He also told me, 
that many of you will be so focused on the pain and wallowing in self-pity, you will allow it to become a crutch or an excuse for why you might act a certain way or why you can't do what God has called you to do. And last but not least, you will either allow the thorn to push you to your knees towards the face of God, to a place of total surrender and dependency on the strength and the power of God. And this is where God wants us to be. Just like the apostle Paul came to the realization that there was a purpose for his pain, God wants us to come to that same realization. As I continue to look into this passage on the life of the Apostle Paul, we see in this chapter that the Apostle Paul is mentioning four purposes for his pain. And this is what we're going to be rapping about today. The four purposes for our pain. First of all, the Apostle Paul said in verse seven, this happened to me to keep me from being conceited or thinking that I was better than anyone else. This thorn came to humble me. We know we talked about in the last series that the apostle Paul said there was presented to him or there was given to him a thorn in his flesh. We talked about a thorn symbolizing pain, weakness, sin, hardship, sorrow, or a painful experience or event. We know that the word of God never told us exactly what the thorn was in the apostle Paul's flesh, but we know that a thorn represents many different forms. So the apostle Paul said, this thorn was given to me to keep me from thinking that I was better than anyone else. In other words, it came to humble me. For many of us, the only thing that can keep us in check is thorns that we're presented with in our lives. It is only when we have a thorn that we're willing to relinquish all right to walking around like we've got it all figured out. On the contrary to what you think, we all face the same temptations. And the truth of the matter is, these temptations are nothing new. We've been fighting these same temptations since the beginning of time, since the days of Adam and Eve in the garden. The Bible says that they were dealing with, and so are we, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Whether you're willing to admit it or not, God already knows. Why? Because he sees our heart. Man looks at the outer appearance, but God knows what's in our hearts. The apostle Paul said in verse seven, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh. In other words, this thing was given to me as if it was a gift. I'm sure the apostle Paul being human, just like you and I had to think to himself at first, this thing doesn't feel like a gift. So what did the apostle Paul do? The same thing that we're doing today for as much pain or as much agony and suffering that this thorn was causing him, he said, I begged the Lord to remove it. Not once, not twice, but three times I did that. And then what did the Lord say? The Lord told me my grace is sufficient. In other words, my grace is enough for thee. In case you don't understand what that means, that means that no matter what you're going through, God is saying, my grace is enough to strengthen you while you're going through. I want you to know today, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter what it is you're faced with, God is saying to you, my grace is enough. Maybe your husband walked off and left you. He's saying you can make it. My grace is enough. Maybe you just found out that you've been diagnosed with a disease that's, that there is 
is no cure for. God is saying, my grace is enough for you. Maybe you lost your home. Maybe you lost your car. Maybe you lost your job. God is saying, my grace is enough for you. Maybe your child is hooked on drugs. God is saying today, my grace is enough to get you through what you're going through. In other words, my grace is enough to strengthen you in your time of need, no matter what it is. As a matter of fact, my grace is all that you need. God is letting me know that somebody today needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to know that it's okay if you're feeling weak. It's okay if you fail. It's okay if you're feeling some pain, some sorrow, some hardship, some disappointment. Why? Because God has to get you to a place of total weakness so that everything you do can be done completely by his power and not your own. His grace is going to be sufficient for you. His grace is going to get you through the situation or the circumstance that you're going through. And in the midst of his grace getting you through, his power is going to be perfected in the midst of your pain. There's a purpose for your pain and his grace is sufficient for you. We're talking about the four purposes for Paul's pain. There's a purpose for your pain. The apostle Paul gave us a glimpse in the four purposes of for his pain. Number one, we just covered the apostle Paul said that the purpose for his pain was so that he might not be conceited or to think that he was better than anyone else. The second purpose for his pain is in verse nine. The apostle Paul said he was given a thorn in his flesh so that Christ's power is made perfect in his weakness. What am I saying? I'm saying what I've been saying since the beginning of this series. It is only through our weakness that Christ's power can be perfected. It is his strength, his power, his dunamis is made perfect in weakness. In other words, his power comes into its own in the midst of our weakness. Now, when we look at the word weakness, weakness mean absence of strength. Apostle Paul found himself under demonic attack by a messenger of Satan. And because of all the buffeting that he was experiencing, strike after strike, he was left with little to no strength. Remember, we talked about what buffet mean. Buffet means to strike continuously, continual action, continual pain or affliction. Some of you know what that's like that we talked about. Some of you continue to be buffeted again and again, continual sickness, continue financial problems, continue disappointment, one strike after another strike, continue confliction. By the time you get over this, here comes that continue problems going on in your family, continue problems on your job. The enemy continues to buffet you again and again, trying to drain all of your strength. Well, this is what happened to the apostle Paul. He found himself left with little strength. God knows that this situation that you're going through right now is depleting you of every bit of your might and your power. Just like God knew the apostle Paul problem was the absence of strength. He sent the dunamis. He sent his power to rescue the apostle Paul. He's about to rescue you. I believe the apostle Paul came to this understanding and he received a complete revelation of God's dunamis. And it is time today for you to receive the same revelation. I believe even more so now after he received the thorn, he came to this understanding and it was not about him. It was about the perfecting of God's strength the perfecting of God's power through his pain, through his weakness, through his trials, through his tribulation. It is not about you, but it is about the perfecting of God's power through your pain, 
through your trial, through your tribulation. And this is why the apostle Paul was able to declare boldly in the ninth verse saying, I will gladly boast in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It's about the power of Christ resting upon your life, which brings us to Paul's third purpose for his pain. He understood that it was not about him, but it was about the power of Christ that it may rest upon him. When we look at the word rest, the word rest is used here to mean cover me like a tent. I don't know about you, but like never before, I need the power and the strength of the Lord to rest upon me, not only rest upon me, but I need him to cover me like a tent. When my body is racking with pain, I need him to cover me like a tent. When I've been talked about, when I've been criticized, I need him to rest on me and cover me like a tent. When I've been pushed to the side, looked over, I need him to cover me. When I have to love those that seem unlovable, I need him to cover me like a tent. When I feel like I'm about to lose my mind, anybody ever felt like you're about to lose your mind? You need him to cover you like a tent. When I feel like I want to throw up my hands and quit, it is during these times that I need the Lord to rest on me. In these last and evil days, we are all in need of the power of God to rest on us. The longer I live, the more I realize how jacked up we all are, even the ones who pretend like they have it all together. I'm talking about every one of us. No one is exempt. We all have flaws. We all have pride issues. We all can fall into selfish ambition. We all can be susceptible to becoming lovers of money more than lovers of God. We all can become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We all have frailties. We all have limitations. We all have brokenness. We all have weaknesses. We all have disappointments, sorrow, hurt, we all have painful situations and painful experiences that we go through in and out each and every day. It is during these times that like never before, we need the spirit of the Lord, the dunamis power to rest on us. So I ask this question today, how do we allow God's power to be perfected in the midst of our pain? First of all, we have to take off the mask we're wearing. We have to stop consistently fronting and trying to portray to everyone that we are super saints, that we are living trouble-free Christian lives, that as if we don't have any problems at all. The apostle Paul, one of the greatest men of the New Testament said, if I was to glory in anything, I would glory in my infirmities. We too have infirmities that we need to glory in. We're quick to say that we are in need of Jesus for salvation. But when it comes to each and every other area of our lives, we want to put him in a box. We have to acknowledge our inadequacy and total dependence and submission to the power and the strength of our living God. Verse 10 says, we have to take pleasure in our infirmities. The apostle Paul went on to say, take pleasure in our reproaches. He said, I take pleasure in insults. Don't get upset because of those who discredit you. Don't get upset because of those who talk about you. Don't get upset about what man can do to you. The Bible say, why fear man who can only destroy the body, but instead we should fear God who can destroy both body and soul. He said, take pleasure in your reproach. Take pleasure in the insults. Don't worry about those who think you're not qualified. Don't worry about those who think you're not good enough to meet up to their expectations. 
God says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I think towards you. He said, they are thoughts of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. I want you to know today, if you are listening to me, there is a purpose for your pain and God's grace is sufficient for you. So take pleasure in your hardships. As the apostle Paul said, he said, I take pleasure in my hardships. I take pleasure in persecution. I take pleasure in perplexed situations. I take pleasure in distress. Those who might look down on you, who look at you as if you are disgraced about the things that you've been through or the experiences that you've had in your life, they may have not experienced the same things that you've experienced, but we all are in need of a savior. None of us are exempt. The Bible says he without sin cast the first stone. If you say that you have no sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. We are all in need of God's grace and his grace is sufficient for you. No matter what it is you're faced with, his grace is enough to get you through the situation you're dealing with. Jesus said in his word to the one who has been forgiven much, they love much. The apostle Paul tells us, to be glad when we are insulted and have hard times. Rejoice when we are persecuted or distressed for Christ's sake. And in closing, the fourth purpose that Apostle Paul gave us a glimpse into as the reason for his pain was in verse 10. He said that I might know it's okay to be weak. Somebody listening to me today need to know it's okay to be weak. It's okay that you're not a super saint. It's okay that you're going through right now because when I am weak, that is when I'm my strongest, not because of me, but because the power of God being perfected in the midst of my pain. Church, I'm telling you, if we could ever grasp this, it's okay to be weak because when we're weak, God will stand up strong. You can rest assured that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. What does that mean? That means that you don't have to fight in this battle. God knows exactly what you're going through and he's going to fight for you on your behalf. He is your standard. Just lift up your head, ye gate. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and your king, your king of glory will come in. He will stand up strong for you. The battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. There's a purpose for your pain, and his grace is sufficient for you. I submit to you in closing that when we live our lives as if we have no pain, when we live our lives as if we have no trouble, if we never go through any tribulations, it is the highest form of hypocrisy. Why do I say that? Because we hinder the perfection of God's strength or God's power concerning the things that we may be facing. It is not that he can't do it in our lives. We are not allowing him to do what needs to be done. So we need to embrace our pain. We need to know that there is a purpose for our pain. We need to know that God's grace is sufficient for us. A lot of you are hindering your own thorns from being removed. Why? Because we refuse to get out of pride and we refuse to get self out of the way. No one will ever know about his power. No one will ever know about the perfection of God's strength in us if we refuse to be transparent, if we refuse to share just how weak we truly are. This thing is about our humility and Christ's power being perfected in us. Just know today that any suffering you might be dealing with today, 
If you are finding yourself like the apostle Paul, pleading and begging for God to remove your thorn, for God to remove the bitter cup, but yet the thorn and the cup remains. And not only that, but your situation seems to be getting a little bit worse. Just know that God has the final say. And he is saying to you today that his grace is sufficient for you. And even if he doesn't change your situation, his grace will sustain you. Just know there's a purpose for your pain. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, oh God, for what you're doing in our lives even now. God, we pray that you would take the shackles off of our eyes. God, remove the scales, oh God. Allow us to see you in the work, in the movement, in the midst of our pain. God, allow us to brace every situation in every circumstance and let us ask the question, what do you want us to learn from what it is that we're going through, God? Help us to pass every test that is presented before us. God, we just love you. We bless you. We praise you. Satan, you are defeated. The blood of Jesus is against you. You didn't orchestrate the situation. You have no power over this situation. God, we know that greater is you that's in us than that's in the world. God, we know we have victory in your name. And God, we call on that great name today. God, we thank you for the authority and the power that you have given to us. God, we thank you for the pain. God, we know that you have a purpose for our pain. So help us, Heavenly Father, to embrace the pain and the moment that you have us in. Lord, we love you. We lift you up. We bless you today. God, is there's anyone that's on the sound of my voice that does not know you in the department of their sin, we ask today that you would touch them, Father. God, that you would come into their life, creating them a clean heart, renew a right spirit. God, allow them to accept you in their heart as your personal Savior. And God, as they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, they are saved. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I just want to thank each and every one who has taken the whole month to listen to this powerful series entitled, There's a Purpose for Your Pain. I want you to be encouraged to know that no matter what it is you're going through, you better know that God's grace is sufficient for you. His grace will get you through whatever it is that you have to deal with. I want to thank each and every one who think it not robbery to listen to our Let's Rap podcast. Those who listen in faraway countries, those who listen here in the United States, we thank you, thank you, thank you. We want you to go to Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. And don't forget about our Let's Rap Relationship group page on Facebook. As always, I love you. Elder Walker love you, but you better know that God will always love you more. Until the next time, I am Elder Shanina Walker. Have a blessed day.